Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. Sure glad you're here today. I want to ask you something. Do you have a goals program? There are four basic reasons that people don't set goals. Fear, for example. Poor self-image. Never been sold on the idea. Or they don't know how. In previous podcasts, we have looked at the first three reasons in depth. Today, we are going to begin looking at how you set a goals program. Let's turn it up loud, and I'll be back in a few minutes. The fourth reason 97% of the people don't have goals is they really do not know how to put together a goals program. That's so important. Personally, I think everybody here, even our sixth, seventh, and eighth graders ought to write a book. And I'll tell you what the title of the book ought to be. What you ought to do to get the most out of life. When I wrote C at the top, I could well have put that as the title because that really was what I said. What do you do to get the most out of life on a permanent basis? Well, the first words I wrote in this book were the words I used in the Tom Hartman story earlier. You can go where you want to go. You can do what you want to do. You can be like you want to be. Now, those are not the first words in the book, but that's what I had originally written. And as I wrote those words, I got to say to you that I looked at them and started talking to myself. Uh, Now, talking to yourself is okay, as I mentioned earlier. Dr. Joyce Brothers says, people who talk to themselves are above average in intelligence. So if you've been guilty of that, go right ahead. But when I wrote those words, I noticed I was holding the book way out there. And the reason I was because a 41-inch waistline and over 200 pounds of Ziegler stood between me and the book. And the thought occurred to me that one day one of you folks who read this book would come up to me and smilingly, and obviously you'd have been slender, and you would have said, Ziggler, you believe all that stuff you write? And I was going to say, of course I do. Then I could imagine you saying, do you believe it all? And I'd say, well, certainly I do. Then I can imagine you literally poking your finger in that 41-inch waistline and saying, Ziggler, do you believe it all? Then I was going to have to say, well, you know, us authors, we do take a little literary license every once in a while. In other words, Ziegler, you lied about it. Hey, friend, don't call me a liar. People don't like lying. Well, you're at least a hypocrite. Man, don't call me a hypocrite. People sure don't like hypocrites. Some people don't even go to church because there's nothing but a bunch of hypocrites down there. Always tell them, friend, don't let that stop you. Come on down. We got room for one more. (laughs) Well, anyhow... I knew, I knew that if I was going to put those words in that book, I had to do something about me. So I went down to the Cooper Clinic where they put me on a diet and exercise program. Dr. Randy Martin was the examining physician, one of those highly motivated, dedicated, committed, died in the world, really healthy enthusiasts. He was slender. He was running the Boston Marathon, doing all of those good things, you know. And the first thing they did was they took two quarts of my blood. Well, it looked like two quarts. They filled so many vials, I thought they were making a collection for the blood bank. I really did. Then they put me on the treadmill. And on the treadmill, you know that is you walk and you walk and you walk and you walk. And the longer you can walk, the better your physical condition is. Well, I looked at that needle there, and the worst possible condition was horrible. I determined to get out of that into just awful. And I made it by about four seconds. When he was all over, Dr. Martin called me in for the consultation, and he said, Mr. Ziegler, you're going to be delighted to know that you, sir, are not overweight. 
I said, that is wonderful. He said, however, I gotta tell you that you are exactly five and one half inches too short. <laughs> and I said, well, Doc, what can I do about it? And he proceeded to give me a sheet of papers about thicker than the book itself. And by the time he got through telling me what I could do, he had done told me a whole lot more than I really wanted to know. He ended up by saying, Mr. Ziegler, I just want you to know that you're in marvelous physical condition. I said, well, that's marvelous. He said, for a 66-year-old. I said, Doc, I'm 46. He said, you are in awful shape. I'm telling you, it's your perspective there. And so again, he went through all of the things I could do. When I got home, the redhead said, well, I suppose you're going to be out running all over the neighborhood. And I said, yes, I am. Well, she said, if I'm going to have a 46-year-old fat boy running all over the neighborhood, I'm going to get you looking as good as I can. So she went down and bought me some fancy running shirts and shorts, and I'd already gotten the shoes the doctor had recommended, and, oh, and, and, and I did something that was very, very ugly. But I had not read Ann Landers at the time, and I'll use that as my excuse. Ann Landers said, you should not steal pages out of other folks' magazines. Now, there was a magazine in Dr. Cooper's office. It was an old magazine. And it had an advertisement in there for jockey shorts. Now, I don't know if you folks read the jockey short ads or not, but if you don't read them the next time you see one, you ought to at least look at a picture. First thing you'll discover is they don't put jockey shorts on fat boys. <laughs> at least they don't have a good year. And I took that picture and I hung it up on my bathroom mirror and I said, now that's my hero. That's the way I'm going to look right there. Well, the next morning that opportunity clock sounded off at 5.30. Now, you know, negative people call them alarm clocks. That opportunity clock sounded off at 5.30. I rolled out of bed, put that fancy running outfit on, and hit the front door, and I ran a block. <laughs> Literal truth. But I did better the next day. I ran a block and a mailbox. And the next day it was a block in two, and then a block in three, and a block in four, and a block in five. I well remember the day I ran all the way around one block. I woke the whole family up and said, guess what dad has done. Then one day I ran a half a mile, then a mile, then two, then three, then four, then five. Started doing sit-ups, could only do eight the first time. Then 10, then 20, then 30, then 50, then 100, then 200. Started doing push-ups, could only do six the first time. Then eight, then 10, then 20, then 30, then 40. Later, I was able to do the GI push-up, which simply means you push up and while you're in the air, you slap your hands. I could do finger push-ups. They're different from the other kind. The weight started coming down from 202 to 165. Now, a lot of people have said to me, yeah, but I'll bet you were dieting religiously while all of that was going on. And that is partially true because I did quit eating in church. Now, I'd been on the... Uh, I'd been on the 30-day uh, diet and lost a month. Now, let me uh, emphasize, I know there, there are a lot, of you, a lot of folks sitting here right now, well, that dude's trying to get me to lose weight. No, that is not the purpose of this talk, though eight of you should. Now about 231, uh, I wonder who the other seven are, okay? But the purpose of this is because it will demonstrate to you the exact process in setting those goals. Incidentally, if you are really interested in losing weight, there are four things that you need to do. Step number one, and by far the most important, stay away from cottage cheese. Now a lot of people don't realize it, but cottage cheese is the most fattening food on earth. 
I have no scientific data to verify that or validate it, but I conclude that it's got to be the most fattening food on earth because I've traveled almost all over the world, and one thing has been constant that I have noticed, don't nothing but fat folks eat that stuff. <laughs> so stay away from cottage cheese. Number two, number two, go get you a thorough physical examination, and number three, make certain it's from a skinny doctor. Now, a fat doctor uh, cannot tell you how to lose weight. He or she does not obviously believe it's important or they would have done something themselves. And number four, make certain you get yourself a positive doctor. Now, what's a positive doctor? Most doctors, when they start talking to you about weight, say, don't eat this, don't eat that, leave that alone, don't touch that. I mean, if you like it, you, you can't have it. If you don't like it, eat all you want. I love Dr. Martin's approach to, to eating proper food. He said, Mr. Ziegler, you're going to be delighted to know that you can eat anything you want. He said, as a matter of fact, I have made you a list of what you are going to want. I mean, he made it very simple for me, all right? Now, there are a lot of different diets, a lot of different diet books. I just happen to believe Dr. Cooper's book, uh, The Aerobics Program to Total Fitness, is a marvelous, marvelous book on that particular subject. Weight is enormously important. Now, let me say the reason I give you the particular details on losing that weight and writing a book uh, to lose 37 pounds, if you need to lose any weight, obviously, is simply because it gives you the example that we can follow all the way through in setting those goals. And a goal properly set is at least partially reached. What is this step-by-step -step process? Let me give you the bad news first. It takes time to do this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this. In order to do this properly, to have a complete, well-balanced goals program, is going to take you somewhere between 10 and 20 hours. Now, that's a lot of time. That discourages a whole lot of people. But I can absolutely guarantee you, and what I'm suggesting you do is exactly what I do every day. I'm saying to you that if you will follow this procedure, you will save anywhere from 2 to as many as 10 hours every week which will enable you to do the things which not only are important, but which are significant, things that you really want to do. You will start realizing that time is your greatest asset, and the use of that time uh, plays a major role in what you're able to get done in life. Bad news, it takes time to set it. Good news, it does save you a lot of time. Now, here's some more good news. If you can figure out what 12 times 12 is, you can also figure out what 2,865 times 9,412 is. And the reason you can do that is there is a precise formula which you follow. When you learn how to set a physical goal, you also will know how to set a mental, a spiritual, a social, a financial, a family goal because the procedure is exactly the same. There's no mystery to it. It is simply a procedure. Well, you are on your way. Keep coming back to the Inspire Podcast, and together we will learn that formula for setting goals. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to set this goal. Live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.